Welcome to the Sacred Gatherings Podcast, formerly known as the Woo Woo Therapist Podcast. Sacred Gathering Podcast is created by Kathleen Stark, a therapist, a life coach, an empath, and intuitive. Creating a safe and sacred community to engage in healing, learning, and growing. Each week, tune in to listen to different topics about mental health, integrating spiritual development with our healing journey, storytelling, and inner wisdom with some dark humor. The Sacred Gathering Podcast is a safe and sacred community for the collectives on their soul's journey that opens the door for listeners to understand how to dive deep into healing, learning, and growing on their soulful awakening that aligns with their truth. Welcome to another podcast by Sacred Gatherings. I'm Kathleen Stark, and I'm sorry for the hiatus. I actually have been wedding planning for, um, with, not for, but with my daughter, Brittany, who will be getting married in the fall. So the last few weeks, um, we have been doing a lot of planning and getting the invitations out and the venue and the catering and all the things. So I have been definitely occupied (laughs) over these last few weeks. Um, There's still more to do, there's still more to do. Oh my gosh, I have to find a dress. So yeah, it's been busy, it's been busy. And today I finally have a moment to sit down to record today's podcast and today is July 9th um, and it feels really good to have a moment and um, I thought what a great topic today how people pleasing disrupts connections with your truth and so I want to really get into this because this is a topic that um, I see often I am a recovering people pleaser and I say that with some hesitation because I still find myself um, sometimes I'm people pleasing and the moment I recognize it I correct and um, I've learned to get uncomfortable (laughs) with saying no um, or just speaking the truth of where I am and I hear this with a lot of my clients and I hear this with even my daughter when we were planning all the things you know she talked about some of these behaviors herself and I'm not saying men don't people please but I do find that many women that I know including myself um, family members friends colleagues uh, clients this is a um, this is a problem. This can really, really cause some stress in our lives when the struggle of people pleasing is real. And so that is what the topic is today. I hope this information will be helpful for those who are listening to it. 
All right, so let's talk about it, okay? Like people-pleasing, we all at some point in our lives, we engage in it. I want you to take a moment right now because let me tell you, when I was creating this podcast, I was taking many moments of when I was people-pleasing. And so take a moment and reflect on how have you people-pleased in like family, um, with close friendships, you know, where was it that you found yourself saying yes to things with your family members or with close friends and you really didn't want to say yes? You know, people pleasing can happen during certain situations, um, especially people we deeply care about, right? We, we decide to ensure that they're taken care of before we check in with ourselves. It's okay but in very small doses. Um, It can be healthy, a little people-pleasing, but very small doses. I will say that again, small doses. However, this is not the case for many of us. We don't do small doses. We do gigantic doses and then we feel awful afterwards. Um, People-pleasing can often lead to sacrificing our own well-being just so we don't disappoint others. Does this resonate? Like, are you like, oh my God, Kathleen, yes. Right, people pleasing can become unhealthy and it can begin to disrupt our lives to the point of creating barriers in our connections to who we are, like showing up authentically with other people. So when we do people please, And when we're noticing it's becoming unhealthy, that is when it's time for some self-reflection, right? It's when we push aside our own needs and wants and no longer focus on our vision, but focus more on how to make others happy. The disruption often becomes a vicious cycle for self-doubt, disconnection to our truth, We then begin making decisions based on how it will make other people feel, regardless if it doesn't align with our truth. We just are disconnected and unbalanced of how we're feeling just to help others feel better. So let's take a look at the signs of people pleasing behaviors. If you're not driving, let me say that again, if you're not driving or operating any kind of machinery, um, maybe you might want to take a moment as I move through some of these people-pleasing behaviors and see which one that you know or that you have recognized that you engage in. It could kind of help you bring in more awareness and we will get into the awareness key factor here on how to disconnect from people-pleasing. Um, or you can take notes on your phone, right? You can take notes on your phone as you're listening, if you like, or just listen, whatever, right? Do what feels right to you. <laughs> um, so if you are already thinking you're a people-pleaser, chances are, well, you are one. But don't worry, don't worry, you can learn to stop being one. It's practice, practice, practice. So let's get into it. All right. Um, People-pleasing behavior one. 
You often say yes to things that don't align with you or doesn't feel right, but you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <sighs> yes, <laughs> people pleasing behavior too. You often forget saying, you, oft oop, you often regret, you often regret saying yes immediately, but still go ahead and do it anyways. People pleasing behavior three. You often feel selfish if you want to do something that will benefit you. Ooh, yeah, I felt that one. People pleasing behavior four. You are addicted to saying sorry to things you had no control over, or you say sorry to avoid conflicts with others. Prime example, think about going to Target. I've done this and I was became more aware that I would say sorry when I bumped into someone. Oh, sorry, sorry. Or I came around the corner and my cart hit someone else's car. Oh, oh my God, I'm sorry. You know, we get into this um, default system that we're just saying sorry. And now I recognize for myself that I'll just say, excuse me. I would change the wording, excuse me. Um, so always saying sorry. We just get addicted to saying sorry, even to things that we shouldn't be saying sorry for, but a lot of times we'll just say sorry to avoid any uncomfortableness or conflict with others. So um, really learning how to get out of that one. Okay, people-pleasing behavior five. It is your responsibility on how to make other people's feeling joy or happiness, right? It's your responsibility to make sure everyone's doing good. Um, I just had a memory pop up. I can remember years ago, I was that person and my husband used to call me SK, super Kathleen, you know, here to save the day. And I've learned that is not healthy. <laughs> so, you know, like if someone is sad, you try to find a way to make them happy to the point of sacrificing your wellness. Yeah, um, I, I struggled with that one, you know, so if that's you, like, whew, let's, let's stop that because it really does not... Um, it doesn't help us. It actually hinders us more than anything. All right, so people-pleasing behavior six. This one was big um, for many people I've spoken to, and this might be a big one for you, I don't know, but the fear of letting others down, the fear of disappointing people, you know, you don't want to do that. And then when you do disappoint someone, for whatever reason, you just, you're so hard on yourself. So this is where people pleasing really becomes an issue uh, because you'll say yes and do activities that you really do not align with that doesn't bring any enjoyment to you, but you do it because you don't want to let anyone down. Um, so that that's a big one. I, I hear that often with my with my clients when they're like, I just don't want to let them down. Um, people pleasing behavior number seven, you feel saying no is rude or confrontational or it's going to cause conflict. Maybe it will, right? However, saying no is okay. It's okay to say no. Oh my goodness, that that's a huge one. It's okay to say no. 
And people-pleasing behavior number eight, you don't want anyone not to like you. Oof, right? We gotta be liked by everybody. Everyone's gotta like us. Not true. We're, I mean, this is a big world. <laughs> there is bound to be a person out there that may not, you know, they may not be a match for you. They may not like you for whatever reason. And you, let's think about this, right? You don't want anyone not to like you. But do you like everybody? Like, do you like every single person that you have ever met in your life? I bet the answer is no. And that's okay. That's okay. Because we are all diff we're at different frequencies. And I will get into that in another podcast about frequencies and energies and all that. But we, we are all in different parts of our journey. Sometimes someone's not going to like us for whatever reason. And sometimes we're not going to like other people for whatever reason. And it's okay. Right? We just bless and release and move on. Now, there are other people-pleasing behaviors um, that are not so easy to recognize, right? The ones that I just discussed, that's pretty common, right? We see that often in, in either ourselves or we'll see that with other people or we'll have conversations with our friends. Like when you hear your friend talking about, well, I'm going to go, but I don't want to. What are you going to say to your friend? If you don't want to go, don't go, right? Um, it's so good. We're so good at giving feedback to everybody else, but we struggle with doing it to ourselves, right? Um, but those were common. Those were common people-pleasing behaviors. Now, here are some people-pleasing behaviors um, that many people don't connect with people-pleasing behaviors. And it's, it has definitely, um, when I start learning uh, myself about different people-pleasing behaviors, I was shocked when I start learning in one of my trainings that this some of these are definitely um, people-pleasing behaviors, but just not talked about often. So the first one is you don't ask for help because you don't want to be a burden to others. Ooh, yeah, right? <laughs> you don't ask for help. You got this to the point of wearing yourself down, burning out, and pure exhaustion. The other is you feel exhausted and burned out after being with people. Oh my goodness, this was a big one for me to recognize within myself. And so I've really learned to become more aware of how I'm going to show up you know, I'm going to show up as myself, but also self-care afterwards, you know, just we got to self-care um, after we've been around people. You may be very sensitive to other people's energy. And when you get home or, I don't know, get in your car, do you ever feel like you're just taking a deep breath? Like, oh, oh my God, I need to go out, right? But you feel exhausted. But you did what you did to get out in the world and, and engage. But that's still a people-pleasing behavior, right? Have you ever stayed at a party way too long? You're like, I'm going to be there for two hours. And then you're there for four hours. Oh, I've done that. So for now on, maybe change it. I'm going to be here for X amount of time and stay true to yourself, right? You know how you feel. Only you know when you're feeling tired and exhausted. Don't ever let anyone tell you different. The next people-pleasing behavior is asking 
for help from you. Like people are always asking for your assistance. And you often find yourself in rescue mode. This is where my husband was calling me Super K, Kathleen, Super Kathleen. Um, I have so many stories, but I won't bore you with them. They are, they're so many. Um, but yes, you find yourself rescuing people. That is so exhausting, right? But you won't say no because you feel like you, you're responsible for them, right? You're responsible to make them happy. You're responsible to make sure they're not sad. And you just get in the rescue mode. That's, that burns you out as well. Um, and the last one is huge with people pleasers. Um, you start resentment. You start resenting others, right? You start having resentment towards other people after you did everything for them or you overgave and now you're mad. Now you're just agitated. How, why are they always asking me for help? But why are you always running to help them? Like there are some things that people can figure out for themselves. They just need the opportunity to figure it out for themselves without someone always coming in and trying to rescue them. So you may find that you agree with some of these uh, signs of people-pleasing behaviors, or you may find that you're like, damn, I, I, I agree with them all. Um, you know, it's, it's just important to recognize. And I think that is why I was so driven, I guess. I just had this feeling I really needed to talk about this because we we all have these we may some of us may have less because maybe we've done some of our work and we're like oh not doing that anymore um maybe you're at the beginning of your healing journey and you're just now coming to an awareness like wow i am a people pleaser and i need to let go of some of these some of this and it's okay you know meet yourself where you're at give yourself grace we've all been here we're all just on a different journey and you know, just just really it's about awareness. And that's kind of where I want to talk about, like the ripple effects of people pleasing. Because once you start getting aware of how it's affecting you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you start really, really keying in to, oh my goodness, I need to start taking care of myself because I can't keep, I can't keep this momentum up of people pleasing, it's wearing me out. So when we are choosing to people please, it has that effect, right? Like it has a huge consequence on our life. And the consequences may be small in the beginning, but the ripple effect is as you continue in people pleasing behaviors, the consequences become bigger and it can really cause like increased anxiety, increased agitation, increase self-doubting like it, it it can kind of snowball into bigger consequences and it also hurts relationships over time right because you're showing up not as your true self right you have created a false sense of self so you begin to show up in different aspects in your life wear many different masks to fit into whatever environment at that moment this is what I call being a chameleon, right? If you ever watched a chameleon go to like different environments, they can change their skin color. Well, people pleasing is just like that too, right? When we go into an environment where what mask are we wearing today, you know? 
um, and it's always changing. So we we can fit in with others. I think that's another thing. We're always trying to fit in with the environment at the time. We're trying to show up with what we think people want us to show up as. And so that's kind of being that chameleon. Whatever environment you're in, you're trying to show up as, as whatever you think others think you should show up as. And here's what I understand about that mask wearing, because I was guilty and I'm, I'm I'm 49, believe it or not, it took me a few years to finally come out from all of that. Um, but that mask wearing and being a chameleon, this can be exhausting, right? How many times have you shown up somewhere and you just feel like you're wearing your armor and you're just showing up as what you think the people in that environment want you to show up as? And when you're done, it's so freaking, you're just exhausted, you're burnt out. And so when we wear a mask, in different relationships. It can be our close, intimate relationships. It can be with our families, our friends. It can be with coworkers. We tend to lose our identity. And that's where we start falling into like, I don't know, it's just the identity crisis. So you get to a point in your life, you don't even know who you are anymore because you have worn so many masks in your life that you don't even know you. Like when you look in the mirror, you don't even recognize the face staring back at you. And that is where people pleasing can create very much this um, false sense of self and, un and you know unhealthy behaviors start happening. And this is that ripple effect, not just anxiety, depression and agitation and self-doubt. We begin to start lying. We betray ourselves and we're betraying others because we're not truly showing up as who we are. We're just showing up as someone that we think the other person wants us to be, right? And we're doing all of this to avoid any type of conflicts and try not to disrespect other people, right? And we don't want to hurt anyone, right? We're showing up in all these different masks, all in the name of not hurting others and to avoid feeling uncomfortable. Let's just take a moment, right? We just gotta like take a freaking moment. This is a lot, I know. <sighs> but it's okay because awareness is gonna help you start recognizing where you are people pleasing at and, and reclaiming who you are, right? That slow healing process is, it is a journey and it took you a long time to finally get here but you're here now and what you can recognize and something I recognize when I start seeing how people-pleasing was causing a lot of conflict in my life in the end everyone's getting hurt why because it's due to a lack of trust and not being honest in the first place because you have lost your identity through all the people pleasing so much so that it gets very confusing and then people don't know who you are because they just been kind of following how you show up and it all catches up it does it all catches up to us and the truth is people pleasing is toxic for ourselves and those around us it's another form of emotional manipulation there I said it I know when I when I say this out loud to people or even to my clients the look on my on their face is like what 
Like, yeah, people-pleasing is another form of emotional manipulation. And it all stems from fear. Fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of not being loved, and fear of not being good enough. So when we people-please, we are not showing up as our authentic selves, and this creates emotional manipulations in our relationship. I know, that hurts. I know. But let's take a moment and take a breath. Let's just take a moment. I know. I, 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 I know a lot of us don't want to believe that people-pleasing is a form of emotional manipulation, but it really is because we're not showing up as who we really are. We are wearing different masks for whoever we feel like needs to see a different person because of our own fears, because our own fear of being rejected, or because we're fear of being abandoned by someone. Or we feel like we're not good enough to be loved, so we try to create this other character that we think, maybe if I show up like this, they will love me. And it's all an illusion. And it, it's, not, it's not the most healthiest way we can interact with others and it's dishonest to who we are. And that's where people-pleasing creates this identity crisis and disconnects us from our truth, really from our soul, and the ability to feel comfortable in being our authentic selves in this world. It affects that. And so when we can come out of all of that people-pleasing behaviors, you know, we can start showing up as who we are. It can be scary, but the more you do that, the more you practice, let me rephrase it, the more you practice coming out of people pleasing, you will begin to reconnect to yourself. And oh my gosh, it is an amazing experience. Because people pleasing can hurt our mind and body and soul connection. I see it all the time with loved ones, with clients. I saw it in myself when I started my own healing journey. And once we begin the journey back to ourselves, that is when we realize how much, how much we have given away of ourselves, all to avoid hurting others and feeling uncomfortable. And I often get that question of, well, how do I stop people-pleasing, Kathleen? Then how do I do it? Or how can I get back to me without feeling guilt or shame? I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, so if you're listening to this information right now, and it's really kind of hitting you, you know, maybe in your heart center, Maybe you're feeling your stomach kind of getting mm, uncomfortable. It's okay. Um, because the first step to disconnecting from people-pleasing behaviors, well, the first step of recognizing you're a people-pleaser is the awareness of it, right? Awareness is key. It's always the first step. Awareness, we need awareness for our self-healing and growing journey. So once you become aware of being a people pleaser, you can then begin to, to reduce and then hopefully eventually stop 
people-pleasing without guilt or shame or without regret. And the benefit of awareness is you become more present. And this is when you start reclaiming you again. You start calling back in your own power, calling back your energy, and your life just begins to shift in a new direction, a healthier direction. So what are the steps to get there? It takes time, it's gonna take practice, but I do have some steps that may help you um, along the way with your healing journey and recovering from a people-pleasing behavior. Um, so step one is to begin exploring the relationship you find yourself people-pleasing most with. That's key. Like who, who right now in your circle do you find that you're people-pleasing the most with? Once you identify them, begin to ask yourself, why do I want to please this person? Self-reflection, becoming more into awareness. Why do I want to please this person? And just journal it out, right? Write their name, write the question, and journal it out. You may be amazed or shocked about why you're doing it. Step two, take time off from social gatherings. Oh, that is, that is self-care practice, right? That is a form of self-care practice. You know, take a weekend and, and just self-care. And you don't need to spend a lot of money. It's just really pouring into yourself, right? Eating healthier, going for a walk in nature, maybe taking an Epsom salt bath, maybe just sitting down and reading a book and having a cup of tea right? Just taking time to disconnect and just pour into you, you know, reconnecting to who you are and not being influenced by anybody else's energy. You're just taking time with yourself, growing a loving relationship with yourself, a nurturing relationship with yourself. So step two is just, I'm going to take a weekend of myself. I have done this, my, I have done this practice myself where I'm just pouring in to myself. I'll go walking in nature, I'll go meditate, I'll read a book, I'll binge watch a show um, that I've been waiting to see. Um, right now, I've been watching Outlanders, so if there's any Outlanders uh, fans on here, oh my gosh, what is going on? Um, oh my god, I can go into a whole Outlanders thing, but I'm not. But that's the show I love when I come home on a Friday and I use like either watch it on a Saturday and I'm just like I'm taking this moment to just chill so find what you feel find what feels right to you you know on a self-care weekend you know or if you can't do a weekend pick a day right pick a day that you just take care of you and you're not taking care of anyone else okay all right step three forgive yourself and give yourself grace. Oh my gosh, you are a soul having a human experience and changing behaving, changing your behavior and or your belief system. This takes time. Like give yourself grace, seriously. Again, a soul having a human experience. Take time to yourself and give yourself grace. Um, because changing people pleasing behaviors that takes time. You've been doing it so long. 
it's not going to change overnight. And that's where it's give yourself grace, forgive yourself for moments where you're like, oh, I did it again. It's okay. It's just practice. This is practice. And healing is a journey. Healing is a journey. It is not a race. There will always be something to heal. Trust me. There will always be something to heal. That's okay. Give yourself lots of love during this process. And give yourself so much grace during this process. I, I just I just know from my own experience, sometimes it can just be hard to change behaviors, but you know what? The more you practice some of these uh, recommendations that I'm talking about today, you, you you will it will become second nature to you, but it does take practice and it does take time. All right, moving on to step four. I think this one is so key to helping you disconnect from the people-pleasing behaviors, but it is self-love practice. And oh my gosh, what does that even mean? Um, because I hear it so much, and you've probably seen it on social media, but oh my gosh, what does that mean? Self-love practice, self-love practice. Well, it's kind of just what I said in, um, before, like, you know, pouring into yourself, taking a weekend off. But, you know, it's also um, beginning to to nurture a loving relationship with yourself, right? So it's, be, it's, it's being nicer to yourself, you know? Speak gentler to yourself. Um, take time to pamper yourself. Right? Uh, this could be as simple as taking an Epsom salt bath uh, with lavender oil or placing candles around your tub and just like, oh, I'm just going to chill here for a moment. Um, and resting when you're tired. I, I just am so over the hustle mentality. That is so toxic to us. When we're tired, we should rest. Period. When we're feeling that exhausted, it is our body saying, hey, I need you to take care of me because we're tired. I can't go on. So taking time out just to love on yourself is so key, but it's more than just taking Epsom salt baths. It's really about speaking gentler to yourself, right? And so when we are struggling to love ourselves, it's usually connected to a poor self-image of who we are. There's guilt, there's shame, there's fear, and we lack the self-esteem that we think we're not lovable for some reason. So instead, what happens is when people are like, oh, I don't want to do this self-care stuff, or oh, it's uncomfortable, it's because you're spending more time pouring into other people, seeking external validations that you're a good person, instead of pouring into yourself and just realizing I am a good person. I have made some mistakes and I'm healing and growing and learning on this journey and I'm releasing some toxic behaviors that I know I, I have engaged in and I'm going to forgive myself. So self-love practices isn't um, all these big glamour things that we see on social media. It is as simple as just learning to speak gentler to yourself, right? When our inner critic gets really loud, we can be like, whoa. I'm a human, I'm a soul having a human experience and I'm going to step back and kind of evaluate some things right now. And I'm going to be like, it's okay. You're going to tell yourself it's okay. Like put your hand on your heart when you are reframing the negative thoughts and be like, I'm in the process of healing. I'm in the process of learning a new way. I'm in the process of 
loving myself. I'm in the process of learning how to love myself in a healthier way. I find putting my hand over my heart chakra and just taking a moment to reset and kind of saying things like I'm in the process because we're all here learning, it kind of helps reset and brings me out of that negative mindset. And I've found that people that I work with, when they come in, they're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing the heart chakra, just resetting real quick. It just, we just got to notice it first. There's that awareness again. So self-love practices takes time. And it's important to begin uh, when we're doing self-love practice, uh, shadow work. And I'll probably do a whole episode on shadow work, but really what shadow work is, um, is you are looking at the parts of yourself that you have hidden, that you don't love, that you hide from other people, and you even hide it from yourself because there's some guilt and shame and there's this fear uh, if people knew things that you did in your life, they're going to not like you. There's this rejection feeling. And so it's really diving into doing some shadow work. And honestly, shadow work is a individual um, practice. Like It's for you to take a time out and to really self-reflect. And when you do some shadow work, it is to go in with it with... Uh, compassion and love for that parts of you. Um, it's integrating your dark side and your light side together. And um, loving, you know, self-love practices is shadow work is part of that. And um, it can be challenging. And you know, when you go through the shadow work and you do integrate, you know, the shadow and the light body, light light of you um, life does get a little easier but there's still challenges in life it's just you start learning how to um, navigate through life a little bit easier um, you will have moments well it's not as easy but you recognize it because you're more in awareness and because you've been doing this healing work you know I would say five years ago uh, my reaction to things were <sighs> way up there you know I, my reactivity to situations were really increased five years ago but I can say now they are not as um, they're not as high it's like I recognize oh wow I need to take time out oh my goodness I'm exhausted or whatever this is what this work does for us right you know when you take time to do the healing journey and, and understand it's a practice and do some shadow work, you do heal and, and grow and learn, but it's a healing process. Um, not healed, right? Not H-E-A-L-E-D, it's healing, it's a continuum. Um, and you start building a stronger foundation of who you are. And you start recognizing when you need self-care practice you start recognizing you may need to do some shadow work and you may recognize that whoa I need to take a time out from people and have a self-care day where I'm it's just pouring into myself and again it all goes back to awareness when you become aware of your energy levels where you're at 
you will be less inclined to people please because you're now becoming more attuned to what aligns with your heart and soul. It takes time, takes practice, however, the outcome is so worth it. And I will, I will always continue healing because I don't always have my stuff together, but I will always continue healing as well. This is a healing journey, it is not a race. <sighs> I know that was long and winded, but that was just an important part of disconnecting from people pleasing. And then step five um, is another important step when we're, we're disconnecting from people pleasing is learning to be uncomfortable and learning to say no and learning to maintain and create these boundaries with other people and boundaries with ourselves. The word no is beautiful. Use it often. Listen to your inner wisdom or listen to your body before saying yes to anything. When you get more attuned and connected to your inner wisdom, to your the energy, your body, you will immediately understand the direction you will go. You're either going to say yes or you're either say no. So for me, what I've learned through this work is if something doesn't align with my energy, I will often feel it in my gut. That is the first place I will feel it. My stomach will get very tight and I'll begin to feel off. I also may feel like a little queasy. Um, and this is an indicator for me that I will say no to whatever it is being asked of me because my body is signaling that maybe I need time to step away from this and really reflect, is this something I wanna do? Or it's like, mm, instant no, right? Just an instant no because my stomach is like telling me this isn't aligned. Um, so pay attention. You know, pay attention to how you feel before saying an answer. Um, for some people, I've heard that they get like chest tightness, right? They're like, oof, my, their chest gets really tight or their jaw gets tight or their head hurts before they are about to answer. Um, or, you know, they're trying to figure out how to respond. And usually, once you start learning how to, how to pay attention to how you're feeling your body, giving an answer either a no or a yes becomes a little more easier. Now, with that being said, um, I do know when things do align with me, how I feel. Like my stomach gets butterflies, right? So it's not like a queasy, nauseous feeling or tightness. It is like, ooh, I'm excited. I wanna do this, this feels good. You know, I get this sense of excitement. Right, so I know. Ooh, this is an indicator. This is an indicator that I, I will say yes to this. So pay attention. Pay attention to how you feel right before uh, you say yes. Or if you're not there yet, what you can say is, "Can we stick a pin in this and let me get back to you um, in 24 hours? I'll let you know my answer." That's okay. You can say that too. I've done that. I'm gonna stick a pin in it. I'll get back to you in 24 hours. I'll let you know either way. You know, that gives you time again to kind of sit into that decision a little longer, you know, especially in the beginning when you're learning how to feel in your body and what, you know, what direction you're gonna go into and you may not know yet. You can always say, can I get back to you tomorrow or can I get back to you in 24 hours? It's okay, it's okay, all right. All right, so step six and this is the last one. When you release people-pleasing behaviors, here's what happens. 
you start recognizing who you are again, right? This is a benefit, so huge. Oh my gosh, this will, this is just an amazing feeling. And when you listen, there will be people, okay? I want you to listen to this. There will be people that will not understand your path. You will lose people and that's okay. I'm not trying to scare you. It's just, it happens because people aren't understanding this new you. And the thing is, it's not a new you. It's always been you. It's just been covered and layered up by life experiences, belief systems, um, behaviors, patterns, behaviors, family systems. This has always been you at a soul level. It's just now you are starting to recognize who you are and you're getting more in alignment with who you are and people aren't used to that and that's okay. It's okay. You're doing nothing wrong. As long as you're not out hurting anyone and you're just really living your life to the fullest and you are just, you're happy, you feel more joy, you're more passionate, um, you feel more in alignment and in tune with who you are, you have the strong foundation. It's okay if other people don't understand it because guess what? It's not their journey. It's yours. It's not theirs. You're on your own journey. Okay? All right. So beautiful soul who's been listening to this podcast, I want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. But I also want to give you this message before I sign off here. It's time for you to stand in your truth. It's time for you. It's time for you to be authentic. It's time for being more aware in your own energy and be more connected to your foundation and creating the foundation, like knowing this is who you are, knowing that this is who you've always been. And the more you show up as who you really are, oh my gosh, you will feel so much better and less pressured to people please doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything from anybody. It means you will feel connected and how to be assistance with somebody in a healthier way. So remember, being true to yourself is following what aligns with you, like how it feels with your body. And it also helps you to be in more peace and calm living in your truth. This is a journey, it is not a race. This is an ongoing process of releasing people-pleasing behaviors. Like I said, I still find myself that I sometimes struggle and I have to take a step back. It's a process and we have to practice it. And this will require you to be intentional on how you practice disconnecting and releasing people-pleasing behaviors. And it's a commitment to your healing journey and as you begin to release this behavior, you will begin to feel much more joy in your life. You'll be able to navigate challenging situations in your life because let's face it, you know, we are all here to heal, to grow, to learn, and to inspire other people too because believe it or not, as you heal certain areas in your life and change certain behavior patterns in your life and belief systems and you start really showing up as your true self, your authentic self, your beautiful soul self, you will inspire others to do the same. 
without even saying anything. They're just watching you transform. And they're gonna be like, what are you doing? You look amazing. What's going on? Tell me what you're, you know, you will inspire people just by simply going on your healing journey, choosing you and being your authentic self. It is, it is a beautiful thing. So thank you for listening to today's episode. And if this information resonated with you or was helpful, I would be so grateful if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify on like what part of this resonated with you and how did it help you. Um, And I would also be grateful for the review as your review helps this information reach other listeners who may benefit from hearing this information. Thank you again for listening and supporting the Sacred Gatherings podcast. Much love to you all. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Gatherings podcast with Kathleen Stark. Hope you enjoyed the show. I look forward to you joining me and having many discussions on future topics such as mental health, integrating spiritual development in our healing journey, and many other holistic approaches to healing, learning, and growing within. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until then, blessed be.